Welcome back to the Equipoise Podcast. Today's episode, Baggage Claim. Today, I want to talk to you about a principle I am calling baggage claim. It's a simple colloquialism I'm using to describe the connotations and cultural associations attached to certain terms and words. In this episode, I'm going to speak to what I mean and then move to address whether it's worth it or not to try to hold on to or reclaim certain words or terms that have gained unhelpful associations or, in a word, baggage in our culture. If you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you possibly will have noticed that I try to be careful to define terms before interacting with them or presenting them. This is because just about all words have baggage. Nearly every word or phrase you say has inherent implications, meanings, and emotions that are attached to it in addition to their literal definitions. This inherent meaning is called the connotation of a word as opposed to the more static technical denotation of a word. Word connotations vary from culture to culture, age to age, region to region, family to family, individual to individual. This is what makes words interesting, to be sure, but it can also pose some real problems in communication. For instance, if I said the word old, to some, this would connote something vintage and time-tested and good. To others, it would connote something decrepit and time-worn, ready to fall apart. The word old has plenty of baggage and can be used in quite a few ways. So many words are like this. That's how words work and why it's so important to define them properly to make sure everyone is on the same page. How about the word American, for instance? If I were to ask you what the largest city in America is, you might say New York City. But I would tell you it's Mexico City. That's because to almost all of us United States citizens, we think of America in terms of the United States only. But there's a whole continent called America that's not included in our connotation. So I hope it's clear from these examples that there's a lot more to a word than its technically correct definition. Now, let's go a little deeper and talk about what are known as consensus connotations. These are words or phrases that have essentially been tattooed with one and only one connotation within a given group or culture, and as a result, they connote only one thing in the mind of the hearer. I think a very good example of this in America is the polarizing word patriarchy. This word denotatively means governance by fathers and has been the stable and successful way every enlightened and prosperous civilization has been led since the dawn of time. But today in the West, in most circles, it carries the connotation of misogyny, abuse, bigotry, and chauvinism. The word hasn't changed and the denotation hasn't changed, but the connotation has. In other words, This word patriarchy has baggage, and it's not nearly as malleable or innocuous in our culture as a less charged word like old or nice. It can therefore be understood to possess consensus connotation. Another less potent but less polarizing example of this in our culture are the words rebel and empire. Using the creative medium of film and borrowing from the language of centuries of modern human rights struggles, George Lucas's Star Wars saga managed to successfully catalyze a cultural consensus of what it means to be a rebel and what it means to be part of the empire. The word rebel hardly has a negative ring to it anymore. No, today in the West it carries a connotation as a noble freedom fighter or someone who has the insight to question authority. And the word empire no longer invites any smiles or warm feelings of security. No, today we think of evil establishments and wrinkly old men who shoot lightning from their fingertips. This is consensus connotation in action. And good luck getting the original meaning of these words back. It's not going to happen anytime soon, at least not in the West. 
So let's get to the point. How about some words that intersect with the Christian world on a regular basis? Or even more close to home for me, how about the word Baptist? Like most other English words, the word Baptist has traveled many miles, adopting and abandoning various connotations depending on the region, culture, subculture, time period, and individuals or groups interacting with this word. It's a word rich with meaning and heritage, but for an increasing number of people, many of whom identify as Baptists, this word has become problematic due to the baggage that it now carries in the West. Cultic groups such as the Westboro Baptist Church or Stephen Anderson's ironically and unfortunately named Faithful Word Baptist Church have caused many Baptists to say, let's drop off this old baggage at the dump, whereas others have made cases, some more persuasive than others, for trying to salvage the continued use of the name Baptist, despite its presently unhelpful associations in many parts of our American culture. The negative emotions around the word Baptist may surprise you, particularly if you live in an area where this isn't a growing problem. So while I cannot speak for the Midwest or the South or any other region, I can confidently say that in the Northeast, there's a consensus connotation taking shape right now around the word Baptist, associating it with the sin, folly, and ignorance that so often plagues many churches who bear this word in their name. So then what do we do? Surrender the word? Relinquish it to its captors? Or do we attempt to reclaim the baggage, so to speak? Let's first explore the idea of relinquishing a word or term because its baggage is too much to bear with an example. Let's say the companies continue down this road of eliminating the title salesman in favor of something silly like product selection consultant <laughs> in an attempt to disarm some of the consensus connotation around it and humanize the sound of it a little bit. I suppose that's fine and it just might work, but there's some flaws here. The first one is that you can change the name, but ultimately people are going to figure out that this is just a salesman with a fancy name, and that might make the company seem a bit duplicitous. So you really haven't helped anything, and you likely have made matters worse for yourself and the image you're trying to convey. Secondly, there's going to be people who come into your boutique shop or car sales floor and want to talk to a salesman. They might read a badge that says vehicular volition specialist or something inane and become confused as to who even does what. I think there's something to be said about being straightforward and, as some have said, not taking the label off the can so people can plainly know what's inside. Now, you might say, yes, that's precisely right. We don't need to go changing things just because some people don't like it or it has negative associations in the minds of some people. Okay, so then let's explore the option of retaining or reclaiming the use of words or terms despite their negative consensus connotations. Whether it's the word Baptist or Christian or salesman or human resources officer or whatever word you might be imagining right now, you must know that an attempt to cling to or reclaim a word from the powerful grasp of its growing consensus connotation is the same as any other attempt to get something precious back from its captors. There's the ransom to pay. And oftentimes that price is far too high to pay for most people or organizations. Let's stay centered around the Baptist example for this one. Let's say you at the church are going to stick to your guns and all negative associations be damned, you're going to keep the name Baptist on your church sign. After all, there could be people looking for a church that deserve to know right up front what you believe. Fair enough, but the downside in this case should be plain. Because calling yourself Baptist no longer carries the specificity and precision it once did, you might accidentally be conveying something completely contrary to what you're intending to convey to people who are searching for a church home. You might have people shut you down preemptively, already persuaded of who you are and what you believe by a negative consensus connotation. They may be wrong, yes, but they'll never get the chance to find that out because they're turned off by a name that no longer connotes what it used to connote. Now, granted, the church I pastor still has Baptist in the name. This is for a few reasons, but I'm not going to get into them here, particularly because this episode is practically over and because the episode isn't really about the Baptist nomenclature debate. Not really. More broadly, the upshot of this episode is to help us realize that it's not compromise or cowardice to use terms that are more understandable and relatable to our culture rather than insisting on words that have too much baggage to be effective anymore. 
Are their words worth fighting for? Yes, I think so. In an attempt to distance myself from every politician and pop star calling themselves Christians, I sometimes tried to say, I'm a follower of Jesus, or I'm a follower of the way. But since the first one sounds just as vague, and the second one makes me sound like a Mandalorian, I think it's worth the effort to retain and reclaim the term Christian in today's vernacular. As far as other words that are currently arrested by consensus connotation, it's all about balance. Do we want to continue to push for denotatively or historically good words or terms despite their negative connotations today? Or do we want to surrender those in an attempt to have an effective and clear presentation of the gospel? There's no easy answer, and some decisions are going to be easier than others. But I hope that you'll reflect and take a look at your own repertoire of words that you use or even names and titles that you bear individually or corporately and examine them on a case-by-case basis carefully, slowly, with an eye for the long term, and a heart of deference for those who might disagree with what words you choose to reject or retain. Well, that's all for today. Until next time, stay balanced. <laughs>